This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi, folks. Thanks so much for joining me. Yes, this is Mindful Medicine. So basically, what does that mean? You know, in my opinion, there's just so much going on in the world of health. There's a lot of, I think, information, sometimes a lot of misinformation out there. But I just want to help people sort of wake up and use their own mind so they can make good choices when it comes to everything that's firing at them and also sort of think outside, inside, and maybe obliterate the box. I am so excited to bring on my guest that I have today for our show because we're going to be talking about something that you might not think about when it comes to your health, and it's your posture. I've got Annette Veerplot. Veerplot, I think I probably just obliterated her last name, but she's going to help me with that. She's the founder of Posture Pro, which is a company specializing in performance and injury prevention. She's a Canadian entrepreneur, a public speaker, and an internationally recognized posturologist. I love it, Annette. Thanks for being here. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Okay, first things first. Tell me how to pronounce your last name. Um, so I have a French last name, so it is a little challenging to pronounce, but uh, <laughs> Vertillo would be the uh, okay. proper way of okay. pronouncing it. <laughs> okay, well, I, 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 I do apologize for that, and I appreciate um, you correcting me on that, and that was very beautiful. So, listen, I, I just want to start right with the basics for our listeners, um, because, you know, I remember my mom smacking me in the head when I was younger and like, stand up straight, um, or, you know, punching something in the back, you know, pinch your shoulder blades, almost in a drill sergeant type of way. But what exactly is posture? Well, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I like that you mentioned the different. Uh, we, we hear different myths, right? The way to change our posture. Our mother's telling us to stand upright, uh, not to slouch. Um, posture actually is a combination of various sources of sensory information that we kind of pick up from the external wor- world, interpret in our brain, and then project onto our muscular system. Um, we learn how to move as as a baby from zero to twelve months old, and we develop these different movement patterns as a baby, as a child, as an adult. So we kind of develop these motor patterns that very often are faulty motor patterns, which lead us to poor posture, which eventually can lead to chronic pain. Wow. So, I mean, and so, you know, as a naturopathic doctor, and I always am sort of reemphasizing the principles that I've been taught and actually I think I was born with when I think about people's health and helping them, but prevention is the cure. And so, um, I bet our posture throughout our entire life can affect um, the quality of our health. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. Someone who um, lives with pain, not only will their emotions be impacted, not only will their, uh, will their uh, 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 quality of life will be impacted, but also having a slouch posture has an effect on your internal organs, has an effect on pain per se. Every joint in your body is subject to excess excessive stress and compression, and basically you're really not fighting gravity optimally, which means that you're wasting energy standing up right. Mm. Um, and that's never a good thing, because then we can talk about mitochondrial fatigue, and as you know, the causes of mitochondrial fatigue are unknown. <laughs> so, right, uh, wow. <laughs> or I would say maybe unknown or multi, uh, multifactorial in what causes yeah. all of the, the cellular fatigue that we have uh, in our modern day, for sure. 
Yes, absolutely. So, so for us, it's really a question of how well do you fight gravity? What is the type of posture that you have before we, before you're actually moving? Because we tend to, to assess in in the physical world, we tend to assess movement and we put a, an emphasis on how well we move, but we're never really looking at the body the way that we're we're standing in space in the three planes of space before we actually start moving. And uh, to me, that is that that is that is a key component that needs to be looked at because if you are able to have an effect on posture, static posture, then you will um, benefit, uh, you will have an improvement in movement, hence reduce the symptoms of chronic pain. This is so this is amazing. I know we're going to get for our listeners to our listeners, uh, how they can tell if they have a poor posture and what to do to get it better. But talk to me about this whole essence of childhood and how childhood has an impact on our posture. Well, first and foremost, I want to bring to the attention that um, uh, women are giving birth with a pelvis that is right off kilter misaligned. That being said, if the uh, biomechanics of the of the iliac bones of the hips with the sacrum are not properly positioned, it's going to be that much harder for the woman for the woman to give birth. That's first and foremost. Once uh, the woman is in labor, I mean, very often we hear that that labor, uh, and again, I'm, I'm generalizing, I understand that this is not for everybody, but women are having a harder time giving birth. Uh, be, you're giving birth for, for 25 or for 35 hours, and, and that, in my opinion, is just, just not normal in that sense. So women are having a harder time giving birth. There's medical interventions uh, that are performed um, on a daily basis. And then um, the baby's uh, head uh, pops out or is born, and we have a study here that demonstrated it's a 2003 study um, that demonstrates that 73% of newborn babies are b- born already with a misalignment of the visual axes. Why wow. is this important? I mean, if already um, at birth the axis of the eyes is misaligned, then the baby starts orienting himself or herself with three types of sensory input. There's there's sensory input, the skin globally, there's visual input, and then there's vestibular input. So we tend to restrict um, babies from movement at, at a very early age, as, as early as, as day one, a day one of life. So um, the idea would be to let the baby be as free as possible, skin-to-skin con- contact, um, not put any shoes on the baby before the age of three years old, or at least let the, the baby run or be as free as possible and stimulate those sensory entries because we're born with reflexes, reflexive motor patterns that are predetermined in our genetic coding that allows us to do one thing and one thing only is to stand upright and fight gravity as human beings. Wow. Gosh, this gives a whole new um, sort of perspective to fighting gravity because I, I know that women kind of use it humorously when we're talking about fighting gravity when it comes to aging and our our collagen decreasing and our skin drooping. But this is extremely important. It starts very early. This is amazing. And so um, how can we tell if we have poor posture, like as adults, the listeners sort of sitting in their cars right now or what have you, uh, maybe even standing at their standing desk, sitting at their at their desk, how can we tell if we have poor posture? Well, there's, there's a few clues that, that you might have. The first one is um, pain. If you've consulted more than one specialist to manage whichever pain you have, whether it be obviously lower back pain is a popular one, knee pain, 
uh, neck pain, shoulder pain. If you've seen more than one professional or healthcare therapist and, and you still have the same ongoing problem, then chances are that there's probably a glitch in that sensory integration and motor system kind of like a cybernetic system um, uh, that, that, you know, feeds, integrates, and then, and then projects onto the muscles. Uh, if you have pain, that would be a number one indication. Um, second, I have a lot, of, uh, a lot of clients that tell me that they've, they've noticed that on the pictures that they take with their iPhone or, or what's so not, their head is always tilted. Huh. Uh, and, and this is something that they recently, uh, uh, you know, discovered, what just, you know, but then going back a couple of years, they noticed that this head tilt was constantly present. Well, the head tilt is a postural compensation and very often associated to the way that your eye muscles are tracking an object and this sensory input is, is um, creating excessive stress on your neck muscles projecting or being interpreted as a head tilt and then this goes all the way into your feet of course um so the first indication would be pain if you have pain you probably have a partial disequilibrium and if you've caught yourself uh, tilting your head uh, always having this kind of head tilt and one shoulder being lower than the other one jean wearing out uh, more so on one side than the other or just even taking a look at your shoes which shoe is, are your heels wearing out evenly? Is it more mm-hmm. inwards, outwards, right? Uh, so this could be a good indication as well uh, for you to kind of take notice that you might have um, a postural disequilibrium. Okay, this is great. So, all right, so there's uh, obviously people have enough photos of themselves these days that they can actually start looking at these things. So being aware and, and, and honing in perhaps on these particular things, pain and the health t- uh, head tilt, that those shoes sort of um, wearing uh differently on one foot than the other but so once this is sort of i mean i'm sure pain is a, is a big indicator for folks what can they do about it how can people go uh about having a better posture or correcting some of the uh the the postural deviations that you're talking about so we we like to the term that we use is that we like to recalibrate faulty motor patterns Um, So one thing that needs to be understood is when you're walking, the type of posture that you have today, when you're walking across the room, you are constantly repeating the same movement over and over again. Every time you get up or stand up and start walking, this is the type of posture that your brain has adapted to and thinks that it's actually normal. I'm going to give you the example of the hunchback lady. We've all seen her. She's walking in the streets with her cane. She's hunchback. Her head is straight. and, And she has literally, her brain thinks, that she's straight. She might consciously be aware that she's not because she's seen herself on pictures, but her muscular system has gotten used to this type of posture. So in order to deprogram the brain and bring you back to the way that you were before, we're going to need to create some type of almost constant stimulation for a certain period of time so that your brain can go from being hunchback to being upright. And uh, very, very simple tools and exercises could be done that require no more than a minute and a half per day in order to change faulty motor patterns. Obviously, the the most um, beneficial uh, outcome for your listeners would be to have a full postural recalibration, postural assessment to see what's causing what. what what's the chicken? What's right. the egg? Is, is, it, is it the feet? Is it the eyes? Uh, is it the jaw? Is it because they're clenching? Is it their scars? Because we know that scars can have an implication mm-hmm. on posture as well. So we kind of have to look at the body in a global way in order for us to be able to address it as a whole. Great. Wow. You know, so 
This is so important. I am, I'm a CrossFit coach and I always, uh, sort of categorize or quantify that by saying, um, what I have come to know about CrossFit as a 51 year old and an older athlete is, Hey, can people be fit across different metrics? You know, can they have mobility? Can they have endurance? Can they have strength? Can they have flexibility, et cetera? Um, but one of the most important things for me, and I've had a, a great mentor that's reinforced this, is locking in those appropriate movement patterns. And there's nothing more devastating for me to see somebody with very poor form just pile on heavier and heavier weights as they're doing their lifts or what have you because of it locking in uh, poor movement patterns. And so, um, and it does take, once somebody gets used to that and there's that muscle memory and you think this is exactly what a good squat looks like, although the knees are forward and the heels are coming up um, and the chest is is down, um, it takes a bit and it takes retraining, mostly um, the the brain, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, the, so, sorry. Can people go to posturepro.net, your website, and actually um, get some of these cues to help them look and assess their own postures? Absolutely. Uh, we have a lot of information on our website. We do have a blog as well, and we try to post as many videos as, as possible in order to educate the public as to what we do and, and why it is that we're different with the results and the outcome that we have here in session. So posturepro.net would be the website um, for, uh, for for getting any type of information regarding our, our protocols or really the treatments that we use here in clinic as well. Yeah, that's that's key. So, you know, I, I was telling you this earlier before we um, went live. I I wrote this little ebook a bit ago called Seven Minute Stress Solution, but um, part of it, one of the things, uh, the stress key number six was ideal posture. And I had cited um, that I think there was some research and you'll know far better than I uh, out of Harvard and Columbia um, that cited the the beneficial effects of power by deliberately assuming open and more open and expansive postures. Um, I think it revealed that um, assuming these postures almost immediately produces sort of that neuroendocrine or that nerve hormone connection and behavioral changes, sort of a high power sort of posture where your chest is up and your shoulders are back, um, triggers a rise in testosterone and a decrease in our stress hormone cortisol. Are, are you familiar with, I mean, sure you are, but that, that, that to me was absolutely amazing. Just shifting your posture. Yes. Yes. I think that Amy Cuddy, um, actually had a Ted talk about, uh, these powerful types of, of postures that we can try to do consciously on a daily basis. Um, but I'm going to take it a step further is that we could think about posture on the conscious level. And we now know in the world of neuroscience that, um, practicing upright posture has an effect on our, um, on our hor hormone production and our overall mood and, and motivation, um, and, and dopamine production and so on and so forth. But what if we could then change posture without actually having to think about it. Meaning, what if we were to realign your center of gravity, head, shoulders, glutes, feet, a proper project projection of the center of gravity, the most optimal that a human being is um, is literally born to be able, is, is, is born with in order to fight gravity efficiently, could we then have a permanent effect on, on these hormones? Um, uh, we could. I mean, according to the study that, you, that you're referring to, according to the TED Talk of Amy 
uh, Cuddy as well, um, uh, there is an impact. Posture does affect hormone production. It affects moods, uh, and it affects a, a myriad of different uh, outcomes as well as far as overall health and uh, well-being. So the idea behind a Posture Pro and Posture Recalibration is to be able to realign your posture without you having to think about it because in essence posture the the control of our tonic system is under the influence of different parts of the brain that we're not even aware of and we know that muscles and joints movement actually activates the brain so if we can improve movement then we could we could then have an effect on all of the things that we're um, speaking of today Oh, I love it. Yes. And, you know, one of the things as well that I always think about using the least invasive methods to diagnose and treat, um, and this particularly when we're looking at health overall is certainly one of those things that, first of all, isn't expensive, which we like when we're talking about all of the healthcare costs, et cetera. Um, and it's pretty non-invasive <laughs> when we're just dealing with recalibrating and manipulating the body. Yeah, absolutely. I think I came across a study in um, in uh, North America that uh, was referring to a um, um, grotesque amount of $550 billion that uh, taxpayers were actually uh, paying for managing the most popular types of pain, which are ankle, knee, hip, lower back, uh, shoulder pain, neck pain, and headaches. So, um, yeah, what are we missing? Why are we not looking at the body on a global level? And when, when we look at the, at the different parts of the body, there is a different profession that's really addressing every one of these body parts. We have the foot specialist, the physiotherapist, the eye specialist, the dentist. Um, but each and every one of these body parts actually influence one another. So I think that the idea would be to look at the body in a global way rather than managing the symptoms. Because if you're managing symptoms, you're really not treating the cause. And whatever the issue is, I think that one has to ask themselves, is this a cause or is this a symptom? And if we're working on symptoms, then we know that we're going to constantly need to manage this problem. We're never really going to fix it at a cost of our time, of our energy, and obviously of our money as well. Yeah, no kidding. So I've got a question for you. Um, I was thinking about, well, I'm just listening to you and thinking about a lot of things because you're a woman after my own heart when it comes to, yes, identifying and treating the cause and certainly how much uh, more restorative uh, somebody's health would be um, and optimal uh, with this sort of just looking at our posture and the way that we are in the world, the way that we, we show up in the world. Do you think that the the smartphone activity of, of our modern day is having an impact on posture. I mean, I think when the BlackBerry first came out, way before you know any of the things that we have going on now, uh, we talked about sort of the the BlackBerry thumb and perhaps that being an overuse joint. And there are starting to be some indications that there was some tendonitis going on in the thumb joint for just from having sort of BlackBerry thumb, perhaps. But now with people walking and their their heads sort of not staring out into the trees or looking at the birds, but down into their three by five worlds, do you think this is having an effect at all at um, how postures are being manipulated? Um, I think that for the younger generation, yes, uh, I do agree that it is a problem simply because the, the eye of a child up to the age of eight years old is actually not meant to look at something up close 
the way that the eye the eye develops from an anatomical point of view, um, children, for essence, and, and as we know, I mean, I, I mean, when I go on the plane, I see kids two years old, three years old, they're already playing with the uh, with the iPhone, with the iPad. Uh, their their faces really really close to the screen. So I don't think that this is promoting optimal development of the actual eyeball. Now, at Posture Pro, we know that the eye is a sensory receptor. So when I speak about the eye, I just want to clarify that I'm not looking at refraction disorders. I'm talking about the way that the actual muscles attached to the eyeball are tracking at an object. Um, we yes. know from And we know from published studies that if there is an uneven contraction of these muscles, then the way that we're going to perceive ourselves in the environment will be falsified. So if we're starting to do this with children already, now think about it, the, the mother's having a hard time at birth, kids are being born with misaligned uh, eyes, the, the, the way that they're tracking, nobody's actually diagnostic this, this problem, the way that their eyes are going to be tracking will be impaired and their posture will be affected. And on top of that, they're looking at their iPhone all the time and, and preventing themselves from moving because if there's one thing that you and I used to do when we were younger is obviously God knows we had we had more playtime uh, and mm-hmm. movement time than kids uh, nowadays. So I think that everything altogether is a problem, and certainly the the iPhone era um, could be a problem as far as far as posture as well. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and I think this is great information for people to understand. I was uh, I certainly have been witness to the airplane um, activities and, and perhaps in the restaurant, but this is what struck me the most. I was on, I was at the beach the other week and a family was walking and there was a toddler a child uh, in, in, a, in a stroller being pushed. And so, you know, outside the beach, there's so many things uh, as that developing mind um, is growing to pay attention to, to look at, to get curious about, to wonder. And outside, right in on the boardwalk, where there's just nature, and th- this this little kid was in the stroller actually with the iPad, and that was just shocking to me. I thought, you know, certainly I can perhaps understand um, maybe some soothing time or what have you, but that just for me felt like there was a case for harm because I do agree with you. Well, yeah, I mean, the brain of of the brain, the the brain is activated through movement. So if you're restricting, I mean, I understand there's times you need to put the child in a stroller. Absolutely. But, but, but it's going to be the 80, 20 rule, right? If 80% of the time that the the, the child is restricted from movement and then furthermore, we just put a, a, you know, something with a lot of vivid colors in front of him. um, The child is not developing uh, his or her sensory input. We need to sense the environment to develop our sensory inputs as best as possible so that we, we may develop our different motor patterns and these different movement patterns that um, should be acquired so that we're able to fight gravity as efficiently as possible as adults. Wow. So who, you know, who do you get your referrals from? How do people, uh, how do people um, learn more about what you're doing so we can dig deeper into root cause when it comes to health? You mean the way to find us? Well, I know you've got the lovely site posturepro.net, but yeah, how can, um, and, and, and are there, you're, you're, uh, you're in Canada, correct? Yes, we are in Montreal, Canada. And then are there, um, other resources in the United States, perhaps, that folks can uh, 
that you can lend your um, that you you have for folks in the United States to have access to this type of assessment, this type of sort of recalibration, as you say? Yes. So we've uh, trained the different healthcare professionals throughout the United States. We, of course, would like to train more because uh, there is a population in the United States is, is way more than here in Canada. Um, to, to get this information, if, if you can just send us an email at education at posturepro.net for any questions that you may have, and we'll try to, to guide you to the closest posturologist near you. Yay, Annette. Thank you so much for being here. This is beautiful information. A posturologist, I think it's the first time I've ever talked to one officially. Um, you're doing great work, digging deeper to identify, treat the cause, and really start early. If we can get this information out to mothers, um, I think mommy bloggers would be, you know, this would be awesome uh, for them to get a hold of because. Um, we can start locking things in an appropriate motor sort of pattern function really early. And I think overall, we'll start to see the health of our nation, of, of our, our, not even nation, of our globe uh, increase. And I think that's really, we are desperately in need of that. So Annette, thank you so much. Once again, folks, you can go to posturepro.net for videos. Take a look at yourself, all those selfies that you're taking, all the photos that are out there. Just open up your mind and be a little bit more aware of your posture because Perhaps there's some deviations that can be recalibrated and your overall health can be better. All right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, this is Dr. Holly Lucille with Mindful Medicine.